can hear the music. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, go. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen Podcast, Food for Thought with Matt and Sean. Welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Sean. I don't spell my name with a W. Thornton, what's up? That's right, I don't. No. S-H-A-W-N. No, S-C-A-N. Yeah, well, see, and the funny thing about that, to me, is I understand because I spell my name with one T, right? And everybody spells it wrong, so I'm just kind of like assuming you're going to spell it wrong. But... When you got you got something over about, about a week ago, it was on your desk and it had your name on it, and it was spe- it was spelled S H A W N, and <laughs> the look on your face was just it's un- a little undescribable, but like uh, just completely memorable. I'm, I'm I'm looking at you like, oh, I don't know if he's mad or if he's gonna blow up or what's what's going on. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So that's where that came. It's from. a funny thing. It's like. I mean, actually, in uh, growing up, everyone expected my name to be spelled that way. Yeah, and I didn't. It was weird because the way my name spelled is traditional, and I'd say yours is untraditional. Yeah, right. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, so yeah, I, I you know with my name, <laughs> and I kind of start. I realized this after my dad passed. I got a bunch of like my, of my kid stuff. You know how your parents like to keep all the kid stuff, and then. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going through it all, and I'm noticing from first to fourth grade, everything has two T's. And I'm just like yeah. thinking to myself, I'm like, at what point in life was I told that my name is only spelled with one T? And I was like, I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually, uh, somebody said the other day, Alana was like, you should look at your birth certificate and see what that says because that's probably the legit way to spell it and i'm like yeah but i'm not changing it at this point so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean uh <laughs> yeah you can't change this perfect no it needs no. to be that way it needs, it to, needs be to be a little bit different yeah it needs to be challenging and also like autocorrect to may is hilarious like oh, I, dude. I like to put the y in like uh parentheses sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> So many people do it, and I don't. At this point, I don't call it out. Um, but like, there were times oh, yeah. I would usually call it out. Like, if it was like um, somebody I knew, like you know, like a vendor or somebody, and I'm like, "Who's May?" And they and they'd be they get so <laughs> embarrassed, and I'm like, "Dude, it's fine. I'm just messing with you." Uh, but anyways, Sean, what'd you eat for dinner today? Oh. Uh- <laughs> I don't know why I'm like more giggly right now. <laughs> Love it. Uh, because the only rhyme I can think of your name is like vulgar. And I'm like, I can't say it. We'll get 86. So <laughs> <laughs> we will get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, dinner. Dinner. I, had, uh, I uh, well, you know, you came up with a lamb meatball panini and I've been kind of wanting to eat it. Okay. But I don't get it from Pizza Cotto just because I don't want to. So I got home and I kind of made something like that. But I didn't use lamb because we didn't have any. I used 
pork and beef and I seasoned it to be Mediterranean with Greek seasonings and fern Greek and smoked paprika and salt, onion, garlic. And I just, we just made meatballs and wrapped it up in a pita bread with some tzatziki. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, the classic stuff. It was really easy, simple, fast. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom. And we had some uh, uh, parsnips and carrots from our meal on Sunday leftover. So, yeah, it was, it was easy. My kids like to make their own thing, too. So that's what I like about that kind of meal where you can build stuff on it. And Luden tried tzatziki, which is like a a huge thing because, you know, he's he really is cautious and slow to try new things. And Steffi was like, oh, it's yogurt. He's got cucumber and dill, which makes dill pickles, things that he likes. And he gave it a shot. And then he spread it on his bread. And then he was like, actually, I don't want this. But at least... He took the initiative. That's awesome. It's always a win mm-hmm. when you get your kids to try something new. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, Definitely. I just, I'm always like, oh man, the something's going to happen here. And then it's like, it happens and I'm like, okay, waiting, waiting. And they're just looking at you like, what are you staring at me for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, with Luden, you got to really like work around it. You kind of, cause he's going to say no to most things. So you kind of, you got to use different language to make it seem exciting. Um, but then you just, if he doesn't want to try, you just move on. If he does and he doesn't like it, like he gave a thumbs up to the tzatziki, nice. but then he put it on his bread and then he was like, actually, I don't want this. So it's like, Oh, it's so fine. I mean, he tried it and then he was just like, actually, I just want plain pita bread. Yeah. It's normal. Oh, kind of reminds me of somebody I know that like, will eat a slice yeah. of bread for uh, lunch. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like father, like son. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, no. So our dinner uh, was leftovers. Uh, it was, we were all kind of going and going and going and like nobody was on the same path. So it was just like whatever you could find in the, in uh, the fridge. And it was, uh, you know, I just did a pasta dish. I, we all, for some reason, dude, we always have pasta in our fridge. And so it's a super easy go-to little canned vegetable, bam, there it is. But what I did want to talk about here, and I got into a conversation with some friends about this yesterday, um, is the idea of traditional traditional Chinese food versus American Chinese food. What do you Hmm. prefer? I, I think I like both a lot, so I don't know... What I like about traditional Chinese food is there's, there's more like walk skill. There's more, you know, like little details like that. It can be a little bit simpler. It usually isn't as sweet. Um, but they have like, you know, they get a little bit more creative. I think American Chinese is kind of simplified. But I also really like American Chinese. You know, um, I think they do a really good job of like cornstarch meats and like really quick cook on that. I like the texture of that when it's hot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it just depends. It, I think I would rather go to a really traditional Chinese restaurant and order multiple things on the menu. That would be more ideal than just getting like a general Sal chicken. Yeah. Uh, but I also like general Sal a lot too. I so I don't really like you call me up. You say you want to go eat Chinese. I'll go to either place, but we go to an authentic place. So I'm going to, I'm going to be a little more invigorated you okay. know, like as a menu is going to be a little bit more dynamic. Okay. There's going to be things on there like seafood, like squid, 
and things like that, like that might be on there or, or, or fattier cuts of meat that I like using, like, um, they use a lot of like, uh, what is it? It's a uh, country rib beef, the poor country rib. Yeah, the country and rib. I really like when that's thinly sliced and fried really fast. Yep. I love that pork texture. Yeah. Um, I agree. And so you get stuff like that, that I like a little bit more, but I guess it's just, it just depends. If you're taking me out to eat, sign me up. Yeah. Pan, I'm in. Well, here's the thing that I always struggle with is like, you know, what is, what is traditional Chinese food and how, you know, I mean, like, where do we find a traditional Chinese food in Portland? Do we? Or do we actually have to travel? Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah, I mean, there's like Kenny Kenny Noodles on Pal and uh, uh, like 92nd and Pal. Kenny uh, Noodles, I totally interesting. Yeah, it's really good. And then I mean, a lot of the dim sum places. That's pretty much. You can go like Ocean City Dim Sum. Uh, yeah, duh, that's legit. And your their menu is is cooking. And they you can see them in there. They've got the enormous walks. They know how to do. Uh, the wake, which is that that flavor you get where you're it, it's so hot right. your wok and yeah. it just puts a a unique taste on your noodles the way it just crisps up binds all the ingredients it's smoky it's it's a unique taste and that's what you get there for sure that's awesome i mean yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to go out there because like recently, and the reason, reason why this came up is because uh, for Christmas, you know, we did a different thing this year and we went and got Chinese food. And my favorite Chinese food, is, uh, food uh, restaurant is a very American Chinese. So it's like you're getting, you know, you're picking your combos. You're getting a couple fried, you're getting the, uh, the pork, you're getting the, the fried rice, you're getting white rice, you're getting all the, the sauces. But they're coming in the little boxes with the handles, and you're getting, you know, your fortune cookies and the hot mustard. I love those. I, I love the uh, the fortune cookies, American uh, as yes. well. Yes, I, that's and that was that was something I was just about to uh, to say to you is like, do you like uh, so? Hmm, this is a hard hard question to pose. You know, do you prefer one or the other? Do you think they both hold a good place? Do you think American Chinese food is actually Chinese food? I, I don't know how to, what I, I think it is. I mean, it, it's, 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 I mean, it comes is it, from them. From is my it representing their culture? I guess that's where I'm going. Is like, is it a good yeah. enough representation? I think it holds its own. Okay. It's its own separate category, but it comes from Chinese food. And that's totally respectful. I mean, Southeast Asian food comes from Chinese food. And there's some dishes where it's like really clear and some that isn't it becomes Thai food or Malaysian food, but you know, it comes from there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, Southeast Asian food is, is all because of China. Um, and just like as they moved more South and they brought their food cooking techniques and their flavors and, uh, and then you just work with what you've got growing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is. I mean, yeah. I would say it's American Chinese, but um, it, it's totally fine. I mean, like, I like like garlic noodles. Like that's not that's something you get at an American Chinese restaurant. Right. But yeah. when you if you use technique, like uh, cook it in a, in a wok and use a technique, it, it and you learn from that technique that came from 
from China for the people who, who do that. And uh, I mean, I think that represents it a little bit. It works for me. I mean, we were kind of talking about this pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, pizza is Italian, but it's – and we always call it pizza, but golly, you can represent anything. Yeah, no, I, I you agree know, it could be there. Any culture yeah. can be on a pizza. Yeah, and that that's a really good point because what's the, uh, the traditional like um, – Okay, so you go maybe somewhere where uh, culture is not as um, accessible. <laughs> I'm gonna say that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you say, "Hey, what's Chinese food?" And they say, "Fried, you know, fried pork over rice." Right? They're gonna always assume yeah. it's a rice thing, and it's not always a rice thing. But um, that's kind of that, like that, that, that stigma. Like pizza is always on a round thing, you know. But um, I think. I, you know where I struggle with it is it's just like I, I really enjoy the representation of a of a culture in their food. And so what I'm wondering is why, um, A, why, why can't we try harder as a, as a country because we are a country of, of a melting pot of different cultures, right? I mm-hmm. mean, probably the biggest one in the world. I would maybe Asia is bigger than us, but um, – <laughs> You, you in, in the mixing pot acts or melting pot acts mm-hmm. like way, mm-hmm. but what I'm trying to say is like, why can't we just try harder, not label it uh, American Chinese, and just call it Chinese food and like appreciate the representation of what's happening? Why do we have to put a label on it? That's kind of where I'm. I, I get a little weird because you, and you said something just a minute ago that was like, you know, American American Chinese is its own category. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I guess it's just like categorizing like you do with music. You just put it in a box Ah, for experience. Kind of like, what is it? Where did it come from? But what is it representing now? You know, uh, I think you kind of just need to like label things just just for that, for understanding, for communication, for language reasons. Kind of like the the Chinese chopped salad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you can always see when sean doesn't want to uh talk about a situation <laughs> but that, we'll, we'll leave yeah. that we'll leave that for another time we don't we don't, we don't have to go down that route but no we i think that um you know we kind of right before i left the office we you know we were having good a good conversation about uh what is mediterranean food and like mm-hmm. you know does a menu have to represent uh, a genre or can it be all over the place? And, and if it's all over the place, is it its own category then? Or is it just like, like uh, the, the, you know, like a food court in a mall, right? You can get every type, mm-hmm. you can get yes. everything you want. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they started coming out with these like higher end food courts where it's like actual, like, you know, um, entrepreneurs or the, these restaurant tours and these chefs are putting together these really nice little food courts. And, uh, you know, in America, I think we're just, we're so fortunate to be able to experience so much and so many cultures and so many foods. Cause I, I'm going to guess, and you can correct me here, but if you go to Thailand, you're probably eating Thai food. You're probably not finding a Burger King. You're oh, probably yeah. not finding a McDonald's, maybe a McDonald's, but, uh, yeah, they do have those, but it's, it's for, as they would say, the Farangs, like, mm. and, and I'm Thai people do eat it, but. And their menu is different. Like they would have fried chicken at McDonald's and they would use green curry in, in the meat. They would do things for Thai people, but, um, that's cool. That's, yeah, it's like, 
Actually, they have fried chicken. Like all the fast food restaurants at Burger King, fried chicken, McDonald's fried chicken. I think those are the only fast food places I remember seeing. Um, they had Subway, but I don't. I, I've never been. There was a TGI Fridays for some strange reason. <laughs> it was wow. a weird menu. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, yeah, but oh, go ahead. I don't know. I guess it's like the melting pot aspect of America's was great because. I, I mean, they come together like they uh, someone immigrates here from China. They want to make Chinese food. They see what Americans like. They modify it to meet the needs. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's that's totally legitimate and it's delicious. I, that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's better places than other. But I mean, sweet and sour pork, Kung Pao chicken, Kung Pao shrimp. General Sal or chicken. That's just really quite delicious and inventive. It really is. You know, I, I like know, it. Yeah. I th- And I think it takes um, a, v- a very specific uh, skill to be able to produce these things. And not only that, I mean, I went to a little, uh, a little hole in the wall place uh, yesterday for lunch uh, for, uh, and it was Chinese food. I'm telling you, I waited no longer than five minutes. And when I got that, it was steaming hot. And I don't, I don't think yeah. it's so, and everything was crunchy and it was like, it tasted fresh, but to be able to produce that so quickly, I mean, obviously it's a restaurant, so they got procedures on how to get that stuff out quick, but I think there's a very, very specific technique. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like the most tiki masala, Okay. that curry dish, mm-hmm. Indian food, mm-hmm. but it's completely English. You know, like a hundred, it wasn't ever made in India, but the English, their experience for getting Indian food there is not necessarily the best story, but it's a terrible story. But I don't know, like it, it, in its roots, it's Indian. It uses Indian spices, but it had to be modified for the English palate, you know? And, and I think it, boy, I wish there was more like love in the relationship between England and India at that time, but the food is delicious. That's all I can say. It tastes great. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, when I went to, uh, when I went to Australia, there was a little bit, um, there were, you know, there was a lot of, uh, Americanized things when I was there, you know, there was Burger King, there mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, what was a hard rock hotel. I mean, I was in a metropolitan, oh, yeah. metropolitan area. So it was like, they had everything, um, now, obviously, Australia has their own uh, culture and their own food, but I didn't see it as incorporated as I would if I went to Italy or if I went to, you know, anywhere in Asia, Germany. Like, you, you mm-hmm. those are very, very specific types of foods. And I think uh, I, I just, you know, it makes me want to travel there. Like, literally, food is the base of makes me want to travel everywhere. I, I know. know. I'm thinking about like we're talking about where are we going to go in April when there's spring break. I I would it already, and I'm like, I just keep thinking about play. We want to go somewhere warm, and I'm like, well, what about the food? You know, it's like always thinking about food. <laughs> what can we get there to eat? What would be neat about that? Yeah, totally. So food. You uh, you go up to Seattle a lot. What's your go to spot up there? Yeah. You know, I I mean I eat a lot of Asian food there. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what I do, and. Uh, but I, I mean, I've, I've been to like Salumi, which is good. I like, I really like Dick's burgers. Oh, bag of um, Dick's, man. But we like to eat, yeah, bag of Dick's. Bag of Dick's. We really like to get Asian food in the end. Yeah. Uh, I've had 
I we try pho restaurants frequently. Um, but yeah, Chinese. Last time we went, we went to a, a a Chinese noodle house and they had like fresh noodles, and that was fucking awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. That's uh, I would say I don't know enough about Seattle. Yeah, food culture. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a hard city to explore in a way. You got to get grounded. Um, it's not. It's not as. It's really walkable, but it's also like steep and really bustling. It's. It's kind of a challenging place to get used to, actually. When you're not. When you're not there a lot. I will say that you know I've been up there you know a good amount of times. I mean, it's not. It's not my go-to spot usually, but I've. I would say twenty plus times I've been to Seattle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I, I get that feeling because it's like there's the central downtown area, um, but even that is pretty big. Uh, but you you start traveling outside and and it just it's like almost like you you don't know where you're at and you can't go anywhere. But like there's a lot of stuff around you. I don't know. Um, I, I've yeah, always yeah, I've no, always felt like, kind of lost in the city. It is kind of confusing. It's got a an interesting. Uh, terrain and where their land use, how they made that city happen there. I, I don't know. It's, it's strange, but, uh, and there's a lot going on. The last time we were went, like I was just there a couple of weeks ago and it was the amount of cranes building something. The crane count is, is usually a sign of crazy progress. And there are just so many things being built. It's, That's it's insane. just, it's just a booming city. Yeah. Booming. A right. little different from Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, Portland, I, and I'm not going to be that guy that's like, oh, Portland was so pretty. You know, but Portland does yeah. have its spots. And Portland is very um, looked down upon right now. But it, it's still it's still a pretty city in certain areas. And other areas, you know, we're working on it. But um, I... You know, me personally, I I personally like the suburbs. Um, sorry, no, I'm just yeah, I'm completely being sarcastic because uh, you there's, know? there's that east side west side thing around here, and it's like if you're an east sider, you don't like the suburbs. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, the suburbs are. Uh, it's interesting because, in a way, I grew up in it. In a way, I didn't. Yeah. I live in the suburbs now. It's comfortable. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but they're better, much better designing them here than most. Like they, they do a good amount of like Portland suburb suburbs are. And I mean, the East side is pretty suburban. It's just got a little bit older homes. They do a really good job of doing multi-use like areas. So you can like go one place and get most of your stuff done. Right. Um, yeah. What changes it is that their walkability score is better than, some suburban neighborhoods. Um, I, I don't know about where you're at, but like where I'm at, they do really good with uh, multi-use commercial integrated with residential living. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is, is that they have inconsistent sidewalks oh. and that means the walkability scores like, well, there's a sidewalk on this side of the street, but not on that side. And that kind of makes it a little frustrating. But where I live, there's um, a lot of walk paths through the woods in between residential homes that leads you to the, the main commercial area, which has got QFC restaurants and some stuff. So like we walk to QFC often because you don't have to like walk on the road. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just walk through the residential neighborhood. That's through a, through a field, rocky path, 
couple small walking bridges and you pop out and then you're in a right near this where the shopping is right and it's less than a mile but it's a pretty cool design where, where I'm at. They, they definitely were conscious about walkability and they're going to be changing the two lanes into one lane and turning the other lanes into bike lanes, oh, which crazy. will make it really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, having, you know, having kids, uh, it's funny, like this is such a weird thing, but like growing up, all I ever wanted to do was like live at a house that had like a, a, a sidewalk and a neighbor and stuff. Cause I grew up in the country and then we, we had country roads and they weren't gra- They were gravel. And so like, you know, I was like the, the, my American dream was moving to a city living in the suburbs with like an area where you could walk your dog and like, you know, say hi to your, mm-hmm. I say hi to your neighbor. And I'm totally that Gomer in my neighborhood where mm-hmm. like I'll be, you know, I'll have the garage door open, you know, maybe I'm lifting or we're doing something in here. And every person that walks by, I wave at every person. Hell oh, nice. And, and I, I would say I'm a good, like 85 to 90% a wave back. <laughs> Sometimes it's a mm-hmm. weird wave. Like, mm-hmm. why is this guy waving at mm-hmm. me? Um, but, uh, yeah, I make it a point that I wave to every single person that walks by and it's, I, I, I think about it and I look back like, on like, look from the outside view and I'm like, do I look creepy? <laughs> Am I creepy right now? No. But I'm like, no, I'm just being friendly. Right. Like that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Actually, I stand by it. I mean, I wave too and I give head nods. Yeah. I'm telling you, it makes you feel better. Yeah to be happy like it's a like if you're just walking around scowl ignore everything that's fine maybe you're in your own mind maybe you're meditating and walking that's chill but when you take time to give a smile to wave it makes you feel better it yeah. really does yeah sometimes when riding my bike on a nice day i like to like just and the kids like anybody walks by you're giving a wave you just like it just you can build your own positivity even in hard times. And that's what I try and tell myself. I know it's like, I don't want to be fake, but it's like, it does make me feel good. It does make you feel better. It does. Wave. It does. And it makes you, yeah, I think the, it's the interaction, right? As humans, we yeah. are supposed to be in communities. We're supposed it's like, we're, you know, we're like a pack, we're like a pack animal. And like, we, we like packs and it makes us happy and it makes us feel good. Somebody said something to me the other day. They're like, Hey, you know, uh, don't forget to reach out because you know, having friends, it means a happy life, you know, being alone sucks. (laughs) I'm just like, it wasn't like profound or anything, but I was like, wow, that he makes a really good point, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, I, I just, uh, the idea of community is just such a, it's, I love it, but I'm going to move on here. We have, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Ah, I got a neighbor. I got a killer neighbor. Who's like, they're her and her husband. They any moment they got, they see you. They're fucking waving at you and smiling. <laughs> it's, they're like the kind that are like going, like you were creeping around the corner, and there they are. You're like, oh my god, I didn't know you were there. Hey. <laughs> I always worry that those neighbors like hear me like like yelling at my kids or something. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, oh god, did they hear me do that? Like, tell Cat Jackson yeah. to get his ass upstairs. <laughs> like, uh, man. But again, I mean, like, it's not that big of a deal either. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you ready for my hot take? Oh yeah, hot take. Hot take. Uh, 
food from the 1950s is the foundation of our culinary food right now, our like culinary driven food right now. I think without the 1950s, we would be a hodgepodge of weirdness. I think the 1950s brought us to where we are now in the, in the culinary world. <laughs> I think I'm going to faint. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so in 1950, they only had like red delicious apples. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, they had jello. Come on. <laughs> All right, what what do you see in fifty? What what's happening? I see. Okay, so like casseroles, Jello. Uh, you know, you know what was really big in nineteen fifty, or at, this is a little more towards sixty, but like uh, Swedish meatballs <laughs> with the little toothpicks, right? Fondue was yeah, huge yeah. back there. Tuna noodle casserole, like who doesn't okay. love a good tuna casserole? Um, okay, now this is one that I wrote down that I was like. You get on Food Network, you watch any of the baking shows. Even, I think even British Baking Show did a pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that right there, 1950s. It's like, it's like we're trying to perfect what uh, this like post-war food. Because, I, you know, in, I, obviously I wasn't alive then. Um, but what I've read and what I can imagine is that coming out of a war like that, there's a lot of propaganda to get back to like, you know, uh, American life or home life or this idea. And so I think the 1950s actually produced and, and put out a bunch like food that we are used still using to this day that people are like looking at you and be like, Oh my gosh, you know, did you try that amb- ambrosia? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. so you're basically saying like our comfort foods come from the 50s. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the, the language, the foods that you're talking about are things that I'm thinking about are savory, salty, simple. You know, you might not have a lot to work with, but you're making the best of it. And those sometimes are the most comfortable things correct so i guess i guess i can see where you're coming from also baking i mean it's a science that's been around for a long time and sure like there's a boom for baking in the 50s there's a commercial success for it yeah uh advertisement boom in the 50s and 60s was huge yeah um i can see that sure okay i mean but at the same time like we know more about food now than we did then yes and in Portland in particular, where we're a really creative food mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. I don't know if I see it. Uh, maybe so a little bit. Here's what you just said. We know more about food than we did then. I'm going to um, just be that guy and say maybe knowing more has done us wrong. Because you think about like what we know about chicken farms, you think about what we know about, you know, ground beef, you think about like these things that we have, um, you know, had to adapt to feed a larger amount of people and quicker in the society of like, I want everything right now. Like we, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm almost thinking that knowing more about food necessarily doesn't 
make it better, but I understand what you're saying, which is we know how to use techniques. We know what like different things that we can do with food that they didn't do back then. I get that. It, it, it's all in the technique, right? I mean, yeah, it's the same. It's food. also about what's available too, because I mean, like the transportation network increases. Uh, obviously, like getting food from around the world that ability changes things. Um, you know, like we can get like, like what is it? Everybody likes New Zealand lamb the most or something like that. Yep. And I think they even sell it at Costco. Yep. Like that would never have been a thing in 1950, but you would have got lamb from the U S yes. which is probably pretty good. Well, I think there's also a, a, a level of like expectation that we, you know, we went through that little time. Oh, what was that? Like, 2000 to 2015 ish where it was like we wanted to know where our food came from like to the depths of where our food came from that was a big push um then now i think that there's a little bit of marketability to say it's from a a certain like to, to say oh this is from a different country but you are absolutely right we weren't worried about marketability back then i mean I'm looking at something. That, yeah. I'm looking at something right now. Like the number one most popular thing that came out of the '50s was a TV dinner. This TV dinner yeah. has yeah. fried chicken, mashed potatoes, um, these what it, it looks like, uh, peaches, peaches and like peach juice, and like your typical uh, canned vegetable, which is uh, carrot, corn, and peas. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Because I look at this and I'm like, I'd eat yeah. that in a second. But if I saw a frozen, like a, a TV dinner nowadays, I'm like, mm, I don't think I could do that. I've done it. I don't know if I can either. I I've mean, done I it. would, but yeah. I, I don't know. I guess the hamburger kind of blows up in the 50s and 60s too, right? Oh, that is true. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Because Yeah, so that that's that's a big thing. What about like? Salisbury steak and beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. That, Dude, that, I, I had, that was next on my list. Is like beef stroganoff, one of my absolute favorite food. And now here's where you can uh, see yeah. my here's where you can see my bias, because I am such a homer for comfort food. Like if you yeah, if you would have yeah. asked if you've ever asked me like hey if you started a restaurant what would it be it would be um, really high end diner food, like the best of the best diner yeah. food. And I know that's been done. But like that's just my – that's where my heart and soul is. I love making yeah. comfort food. I have, ri- I have a rich flavor. You know, my palate is like I want to I wanna taste it all. Beef stroganoff is yeah. that. Yeah. Beef stroganoff is that. Have you ever had like hum- Hungarian beef stew? Yes. It's like just a ton of paprika uh, and beef round. And they, poured over egg noodles. They, uh, I, I, I love it. I love it. I'll, I'll remind me. Uh, tomorrow they have a, a store – uh, Barber Foods, they have it. Yeah. Uh, the, now, okay, I haven't actually got it in, in about a year, but they used to have it every single day, Hungarian stew. And you could get it, and you could put it over rice, you could put it over noodles, you could do it wherever you want. Um, but it was, dude, it's so good. If you haven't had it out there, get it. Find it and get it, because it'll change, it'll change your world. It changed mine. I loved it. Like, I could eat that every day. Maybe not every day. I can't too. I, I think that I could. I really, I make it here. It's like, I, I try and make it once a year Yeah. and I eat it and I always eat too much. Uh, but it's like, it's not Steffi's favorite, not my kid's favorite. So it's like, it's always, I make it and there's, it's a beef round. So there's usually a lot of leftovers. That's what we should make. We should make it for like lunch. 
at work. I like that. In the the morning, just start it up. It's a slow cook thing in a Dutch oven. Oh, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Yeah. Let's bring that back. I like that. Um, so Let's do it, and we'll expense it out. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it to the man. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, what's your what's your take on aspic? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to smear it all over my body, and it's what I used to. Uh, it's like my it's my go to um, if I got like dry skin, you know. I just want that. Jesus, <laughs> that was perfect. We are... I will eat it when I see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's always on hand. It's on hand bone like a motherfucker. I know. It's I know. Like... But they just don't. You don't. You don't just don't see like a tomato aspect just like sitting at a at a buffet table or like you go to a party. Nobody's making that. But that was a very, um, you know. 50 ish i guess it was before the 50s yeah. it really came out but let, i mean they've been using aspect for years and years and years so anyways i just wanted to throw that one out there what it's just gelatin like gelatin why is it used on meats um it it actually is a it was a preserving um deal and it acts as uh, like if you think like uh you know how you you maybe like wrap a ham in tin foil or something it acts as that um, protective layer, because it's already, I mean, you know, it's already in our, everything we have, you know, Um, but it, when you see it on meats, it's that protective layer that is just like, it's like the, the fat cap, right? I always, I always say it's the, it's the fat cap, but it's not a fat cap. What it is, is it's gelatin that is flavored in a certain way. It's on, yeah, it's on, it's on hormone. And that's, uh, and that is um, one of my favorite, you know, hams to eat. But what I'm reading, yeah. what I'm reading here is they used to make, um, a tomato, like this tomato aspect <laughs> aspect is a, is a thing. There's, it's like they use a can of tomato soup and gelatin. And then they put like celery onions. Uh, it looks like some weird block cheese. <laughs> and it was just wow. like, they're just slicing it, a tomato juice, Tabasco, like, what the heck is this? And it was, it, what they're saying here is it was popular for a ladies luncheon. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on from that. If, so go back to uh, something I just said. If you were to open a restaurant, say you were given, uh, you know, $100,000 and someone said, hey, just go open me this restaurant, anything you want, what would it be? I've, I've thought about this a lot. I kind of like the idea. So I don't, if I would, I would be more driven to a few items that are quickly, easily prepped and made fast. Yes. I think that what experience, I don't want to be a place where people sit down for a long time. I want it to be a grab and go place. Um, I have wanted to do, I've had a few ideas. I would kind of wanted to bring Cincinnati chili to Portland. Yes. Um, I kind of would like to do something called Runza's, which is a like a German sweet bread stuffed with uh, savory meats. Um, when we do it here, we'll do like ground beef, cabbage, and American cheese. Um, and it's in this like sweet bread dough that you know you have to write. 
that has yeast in it and all that. Mm-hmm. That would be something because you make a lot of them, you can quickly make them to order in and out. Um, that is what I would like to do. Uh, I've kind of always wanted to be like also a like a nice bar with good beer and good cocktails with a very simple food. The only problem with that is I don't like the idea of being open late. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think you need to be open late to have alcohol. I honestly, I don't. I think that if you make a, uh, a really nice three craft cocktails, you have maybe six different really nice craft beers, um, a couple, three, a couple bottles of wine. Like you don't have to stay open late, but you can still um, do something at the quality that you want to do that's still small scaled. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of the beautiful thing about like what you were saying about Portland is that we're doing stuff like that where, dude, I went to Bridgeport and I think I was telling you about this right across the street from the theater over there, they have this little store and all the store is, is, is it's like seven different cocktails that they've, uh, pre-mixed and pre-packaged. Now, generally I don't go with that type of stuff. Like it's a bottle of old fashioned, right? And it has, don't, it's already mm-hmm. mixed and everything. Generally, I don't go with that stuff, but I bought it because of the packaging. And oh they, yeah, they had yeah. glass bottles and everything, but then they had these like six packs of mini cans. And I'm like, oh man, that would be you know great stocking stuffer at the time, and that's why I bought them. But like, it was it's really neat. Like, uh, there's something about a good packaged thing um, that is fast and efficient and quality. And I kind of think that's what you're talking about with this bread too. It's you said, yeah, you it said really is. Bread, and it's right? like Runsa, Runsa, R U N Runsa, R U N S A S. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, and I like the idea because it could just be handheld. You can eat it while driving. <laughs> that's see, which is a big thing. See? Eating while driving is I really like it. Mm-hmm. And very dangerous. This is, but this is, yes. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, the one hand stuff, like cheeseburgers I, like I can do. stick shift eating okay. while driving. Oh, That's wow. my go-to right there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I got to say that's a skill. Uh, I like, I struggle with eating a piece of pizza while I'm driving. I don't know about you, but like I've yeah, tried. Yeah, grease. Oh, yeah. dude. I've got, it's, okay, so foil and parchment paper, not your best. You got to use a small box. Because yep. then it can be like your plate, yeah, you know? Exactly. It's all about the the fold, mm-hmm. and you're usually it's good to take your first bite before you hit the gas to go. That <laughs> way you get some of the hangy off, and then when some then it's like more sturdy, and then it's like a little bit easier. Uh, that is a move right there, and that is a move that yeah. I struggle with because I'm like, I don't know about you, but I get in the car and I'm like, well, I gotta go. But I know people <laughs> that will get in their car and they'll sit there for five minutes while it's running, just sit there and like do whatever they need to be doing. We know someone very specific yeah. who does this. Um, <laughs> and when I see him do it on the car, yeah, when, called in. when I see him doing that, I'm like, what is he doing right now? But I'm, I'm almost jealous <laughs> because I just get in the car and I go and then I'm like halfway down the street and I'm like doing five things and I'm like, I, I, I'm not being very safe right now but like yeah i don't know yeah uh, i've got a i gotta get i gotta get my phone out of my face while driving i don't yeah it's like i have it in a it's like in a docking station but 
you know, with our, our work and really with me, I mean, I get texts from all kinds of directions and it's like, I, I one of my favorite qualities is, is response time. Yeah. But yep. I gotta, I gotta figure that out. I gotta be better, but even pizza and driving, dude, Let's hop in the car with me. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> All right. I my thing is is I'm just like always trying to do it so I'm not dripping everything on. So I put the box on my lap, and here's what happens. Yeah. I put the box on my lap. I have that in my hand. I take a turn. The box falls off. <laughs> And oh so yeah. Whatever's yeah. on there is like yeah. all over, and I'm yeah. just like, okay, screw it. I'm I'm this far in. Okay, that happened in my that happened to me too. And the box was like on the floor in the passenger side, and I just was like, <laughs> left arm on the steering wheel, right arm reaching, and I just kept the box there. I take a bite and I put it back. <laughs> That's awesome. I got long arms. You don't. You do. No one knows this on the podcast, yeah, yeah. but I have, I'm I'm a tall, and my long arms. I can I can I got that reach. Yeah, you. Def- you know what we should you do is that? like make a uh this is a million dollar idea you like get like a bib or an apron for while driving so you can eat whoa pizza. whoa i'm gonna have to cut that shit out of this one because i'm not trying to have anybody steal that so no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> but you dude like so you're kind of on something because uh ford just came out with a new f-150 where the center console is like you know the plane mm-hmm. you know the plane di- or plane uh, thing that comes out and you have a you pull it out of the arm and you have a tray it's like when you ride you know, when yeah. you're in an airplane yeah yeah Ford has that so now they have a tray oh, that, the- that comes in front of you for the driver it's cr- really it's crazy now the way they were uh, advertising it was like the guy that was driving was parked at a construction site and he had his laptop on it and he was doing like work there. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they weren't, no, really- I'm thinking like <laughs> ribeye, mashed potatoes. Give me that. Fucking McRib. Asparagus, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Demi sauce. Yeah. I'm fucking steak knife and driving. Oh dude. You put a tray up there. That's bad news bears. <laughs> but, oh man. Um, Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I'm thinking like a big suit. Like you're about to get in your car and you like, oh, let me get my pizza suit. My you pizza fucking... suit. Like a bib. It's like a bib, right? Yeah, you yeah. put this bib on, cover your arms. Hey, you spill grease, no big deal. There, I don't know if you ever did this, but when when Maddie was a kid, we would go to IKEA and get the uh, the painters smocks for her, and it was just like yeah, it wrapped around her neck and it had the pockets down low. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. kids don't really aren't good at getting food in their mouth and they would just fill those pockets. And I was like, this is genius <laughs> until you yeah, forgot. The food you're was yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. That's, that's it for adults while driving. Dude. I mean, that is... Oregon would love that. They got all kinds of rules about eating. <laughs> they would love <laughs> they that. Do, don't they? That's like, I got a stocking stuffer <laughs> that was like the beard trimmer that, or like it, it was like a beard net catching thing you you strap it on oh. like, like an like a like a bib and then you take the other side and you attach it to the mirror <laughs> and you that so i can shave Dude. and all the hair goes into that and then i just wrap that thing up and you know go shake it out but like yeah so i do that with a towel but i, I like sit down in a chair and i put the towel from it and i just like put my head over and i just 
uh, trim into that. Yeah. I but mean, I don't have like a beard like you. Yeah. But at the, even like regardless, like you, the hair gets everywhere. Right. So it's like, this thing yeah. was crazy. Now it was a little constrictive because I felt like I would have, I was on a tether, but I didn't get yeah. a spick of hair anywhere. And that was cool. Oh, so, there you go. There you yeah. Go. So that Make a wife proud. <laughs> she's the one that got it for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, shit's always in this, the sink. This asshole is never cleaning up his hair. So, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so we're coming up on time. Uh, what you got? You got anything coming up? Anything fun? We got a concert this weekend. Um, I was going to say, you and I are going to go see rap for on Sunday. Yeah. Um, 9 PM. I shared you the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I, late I, night, dude. I got the question was like uh, a concert on a Sunday. And I'm looking at this person. I'm like, yeah, the people who listen to this music probably don't work on Monday. <laughs> Or the, maybe they do, but most of them probably don't, right? I would assume. I mean, we are. I mean, I'm not oh, drinking, I'm going. so Neither there's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, so we don't. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, probably should bring some ganja. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gotta have that spliff, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be a good time. I really, really, really enjoy the poetry of him and. I think uh, he's going to be our outro song, but uh, I know we've done him before already, but I think it's, it's necessary. And then yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, I am quite looking forward to it. And then also like, I just don't know. have last concert I went to, God, I mean, it was an outdoor one. So I haven't really been in an indoor concert in a long time. Right. Uh, I went to a stand up comedy show and in uh, December I saw John Waters and nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, we'll hang out. I guess you and I will talk. I was wondering if you wanted to like do something beforehand, but I mean, I'm down. Bite. I mean, Barbar. Uh, bar, yeah. We should Barbar's there. Dude, it's... we should definitely get a bite. Yeah, let's go to Barbar. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Well, uh, great show. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. 50s food, get out there and try yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> 50s food, where, where are you going to find that? I don't know. It's in everything. It's in everything, exactly. Go, <laughs> just don't buy any TV dinners. So, um, man, it was good to, good to be back on the mic. Uh, yeah. Good to, uh, glad you had a good holiday. Get a and break, happy new year. Yeah, happy yeah. new year and everything like that to everybody. So, all right, man, well, uh, freaking we'll see you uh, when I see you. Yep. Next week. Next, Next week, Wednesday. Baby. Yep. All right, man. Have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Another day, another load of laundry. As soon as I woke up, that feeling was haunting me. Another dad with a hamper. I wonder if Chance the rapper do his own laundry. Who cares? I scoop socks calmly from under chairs. Underwears is its own load and spin cycle. Towels too. How are you? I've been busy keeping this home together. You know, a family just growing together. The hovering center cool linens while the loop demands the fools keep sinning. Myself included. Shit. Humming in the kitchen, my son listening. He stare with them wide old eyes. I'm just humming in the kitchen, my son listening. He stare with them wide old eyes. Humming in the kitchen, my son listening. He stare with them wide old eyes. We doing laundry, we doing laundry, we doing laundry, we doing laundry. I know the devil is a liar.